advertising. It seems like uh, it was only last week that it was this week, but uh, we're back now. And uh, <laughs> I always like to say something's totally confusing. Uh, you are tuning into This Pink Cloud. We are a show all about recovery, uh, multiple pathways, mental health, all that good stuff. I am DJ Kelly Reverb. I am a certified RSPS. Sitting in with me... <laughs> Yeah, dude. Is that dude that's going to be that guy? Yes. Mr. Chad Lamonts. How yes, are you, dude. Chad? I'm great. You should stop hitting that camera. It's it doesn't we're matter. Like, we're like 10 seconds in, it, dude. Yeah, it's all good. It's not on. See, that camera's not on them yet. I, so. It's okay, dude, but it, I'm just saying. Okay. Yeah. Thank for you future so much, reference, yeah. but I appreciate Shout it. Shout out cameras and all the people that hit them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Sweet. Yeah. But uh, anyway, thanks for coming out, running the ones and sixes. Uh, you're going to have a DJ mix coming out soon, right? Yep. You're going to throw yep, it up on SoundCloud. What's your DJ name? Yeah, Chad, Chad Lamonts, dude. Ooh. <laughs> there we go, dude. So, uh, and then sitting across from me, or diagonally actually from me, is one Mr. Jeff Rigdon. DDE, dude. What's up, dude? DDE. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I hear that you've actually uh, started a career as an Elvis impersonator. Yeah, I'm taking uh, bookings right now. I'm going to drop my number in the <laughs> comments down below. <laughs> right. uh, yeah, contact me anytime. We can. It, you're all about the. Uh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> I was there. No, was he, he did a, like a one off thing where he was in a play, right? Yeah, or, was a play. You were in a play where it, it required sure. a, uh, a Latino Elvis. He has legit ass <laughs> chest hair. He, dude, le he has legit chest yeah. hair. Like, nice. Yeah, I like fluff him out and everything too. Absolutely, dude. Yeah. Feathered like dude, Bon Jovi. Chest it was hair, not dude. like taco meat, like Prince, dude. It was <laughs> full on like Gene Simmons <laughs> burden. Yes. Taking shots at my chest hair, dude. All right, Sick. dude. Huh? Always taking shots. My burly chest hair, dude. I've never I got one leg, dude. I have never. <laughs> first off, I've never seen your chest hair. Thank God. Well, you have now. Thank God. But anyway, uh, <laughs> the guest of the hour, Andy's was like, "Why? Why did I come here?" <laughs> Still, wondering. but but yeah, but my good friend and uh, longtime cohort, uh, we've headlined many, many, many parties together, especially in the nineties. Uh, it was just uh, all every city all over Florida. Uh, well known DJ, DJ Andy Hughes. Yeah, how are you? You, brother i'm all right man good to see you how are well, you i am good well so now you're actually a resident of dallas and that's how we we were making this happen and we're such good besties now that sure. we we see each other once every four months <laughs> <laughs> seems <laughs> how it goes something like that but you know what's funny you know that like i said this show's about recovery um and then, you know, I guess, I don't know if it was me or whatever, but you said something about me being in recovery. And then, you know, I think maybe I inspired to give you a try, to give uh, to give it a, a try or... No, uh, I, well, the whole... Uh, okay. Um, the, the, I, the way it started with me is... Yeah. Uh, I remember we went to brunch one time. 
Yeah. Yeah. And well, so brunch we're, we're talking is about like that. an excuse to drink. Yeah. Yeah. And I do have a problem with that. But like, just you got to go to brunch at like three because you can't start drinking at 11. That's really not. Well, yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> Never worked for me that way. But right. um, yeah, but remember we had brunch. We're talking about it because I didn't know you. Uh, oh, that's gone it. sober. Yeah. We went to Smithy's. Uh, yeah. On Henderson. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. And um, I was, uh, I, yeah, I was a noob then, dude. And yeah. I was probably like, oh, dude, being sober is the greatest thing in the world. <laughs> yeah. Well, though, now we had a, a great time. Yeah, Sons drinking, and um, it was great. And, yeah, and uh, but no, that my the, the 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 sobriety started for me. It was May last year when I ended up in the hospital with pancreatitis. Okay, well, before we get to yeah. to to the real reason and oh. all that stuff, I mean, you have a fascinating. Uh, you know, story prior to that. And I always, the one that everybody seems to know is the, uh, at one point you worked for NASA. I, yes. I, I worked for Lockheed, which we, we were contracted by NASA to build rockets. Right. Solid and, rocket boosters. So, and how many things have you back engineered and how many alien extraterrestrial crafts have you actually seen? That's what I, I can't tell you. <laughs> Shout out alien extraterrestrial <laughs> right. crafts, dude. Right. No, but l let's hear a little bit of your backstory. I mean, I don't even know, uh, you know, how, how did Andy Hughes become a DJ? Uh, let's hear it. I don't know. I think it's just been a story of my life. I bought my first record when I was four or five years old. I used the kid in school that used to take the tape recorder to school and play music I recorded off the radio for other kids. Oh, nice. I, I was actually that. able to get out of a fifth and sixth grade art class by sitting in the back and playing records for the class because I was <laughs> terrible at like making, you know. You got I, to DJ. That was your first DJ right. gig. You can, you your first DJ gig was art class. Yeah. You can only make so many clay ashtrays, you know. Right. And that, and that was it. And, um, and yeah, and uh, I did a, one of the junior high school dances back then. I think I was ah, 13. Oh, nice. And then, the uh, junior high dance. So then you're playing some uh, little Lionel Richie, dude. Oh, you bet. Little hello. Brick house. A little hello. Uh, it's <laughs> yeah, like 1977. Right. So just right. dial it back to then. Yeah, sure. But yeah, and then I just uh, went to college and joined. Where'd you go to college? Florida Institute of Technology, Melbourne, Florida. Okay. And they had a radio station. I joined WFIT. Okay. And yeah. FIT, WFIT WFIT is? It's uh, F89.5 uh, FM, okay. Melbourne, Florida. Oh. Did, now, did you actually speak on the air as oh, well? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was on the air eight did years. You do the, do you do the, do the uh, build-ups and the, yes. the weather, top of the hour, blah, blah, blah? We had to do news. Yet. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Nice. It, was, it was basically run... It was all a volunteer. It was just run sort of like a professional station, but we were top five CMJ rated uh, the entire time. I mean, even before I was there, it was right. It was um, it was a pretty big deal it, it to work. It's there. a big deal, and we were free format alternative for the most part. We did have some jazz and we did have some classical stuff, but mm -hmm. alternative is what really put us on the map. And uh, we're the only free format station that made the CMJ charts. Okay, well, so so this is happening, and then so you go to. School like when does when does the electronic music come in and the stuff that like you know you were known for in the nineties come in like where where does that happen and where was NASA like in well that mix? so I'm at the station this is uh, eighty five and I'm struggling my way through engineering school and um, uh, they I was always bringing records in because I I was buying records I had all the twelve inch versions of all the songs that they were playing so right. they entered me into a DJ contest at a local bar and um, I had to learn how to beat mix. Oh wow. In like 48 hours. Right. Well, that's actually yeah. actually a talent 
to beat match on record, yeah. which, you know, a lot of people can do it on, you know, CDJs Digital. now because it's like 126.3. Right. Oh, I got to put this one on 126.3. Start. But with, with right. beat matching in your headphones right. on vinyl, actually a skill set. Yeah. And then we get to the club and uh, find out. That it is a, it's a Yuri board, which I'm terrified of. I mean, and I basically for, have one now. But you know. for those people that don't know, Yuri is a dial mixer yep. instead rotary. of one with faders. Yeah, right. It's well, dial or or yep. rotary, and and it's like the, it's actually like the the, the DJ's DJ board because it has the smoothest transitions. Yeah, it's right. it's built like a tank, and right. they, they were the standard issue back in like the 70s and 80s and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So instead of a fader, it has a a, a dial. It's just, yeah, instead of having a, a slide pot, you need to have okay. a rotary pot. So they yeah. call it rotary boards. And no fader, but I guess you can retrofit it with you, a fader, just, right? Yeah. See, but it's a, it's like, tu- yeah, it's like tuning in. Wow. Yeah. 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 Well, just sit aside, it's going like this. You right. Just do the knobs. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but the, the biggest surprise was the, the turntables were on bungee cords because, you know, the. Oh, the yeah. Mat. Yeah. 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 So I wasn't used to that. So I had to get used to that. But uh, I made it through the first round. And were they actually 1,200 turntables? Technically, yes, 1,200. They were. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say it was like some weird, like 1,500 with a digital readout. <laughs> Wait, yeah. <laughs> and you're sitting there trying can, to punch that can in. Can we go back for a second? Like. What in the fuck are you talking about? Bungee cords? They put them on bungee. <laughs> they put them on bungee they put, cords. They put them on either bungee cords or um, small uh, tire, uh, bicycle tire inner tubes to hang. They basically hung them to to, uh, to kill the feedback. Yeah, so you so would the get base, like a the rumble, base from the club yeah. would not. I am literally at a loss for words. Oh, yeah, it, well, no, you you'd have to do that because it started off. You'd put your cinder blocks down, yeah, and then your table, and then whatever was going to cushion between the table, yeah. because the table is basically it turns into a guitar when you're you know when you're when you've got the bass yeah. out there. Yeah, because like foam wouldn't work. Foam, well, that's what foam we do. does yeah. work. I use seat cushion yeah. foam at my house. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, and that's what they yeah. that's what they would do, but then. Some some places would take it to next level yeah. and actually isolate them where where there there is absolutely no In a time before Sigourney Weaver we use <laughs> yeah. bungee cables on right. our yeah. Yeah. tables and it's weird and the techniques are so well guy. built that the, the tables on the bungee cords will sit there and they'll spin and they'll bounce and they'll be doing this as yeah. as you finished you know getting the record going and, right. and it still plays like you when you you look at this table shaking and wobbling after yeah. you've done messing with it and it still just tracks perfectly yeah Crazy. The sync button on this thing. Yeah, right. No sync button. Yeah, no sync button. No happening. sync button. So, but you're on bungee cord tables. Yep. And uh, so I, I, I made it through that. I'll, I'll cut the story short a little no. bit. But they, they, it, it went so well that uh, the the radio station said, "Let's do this every week." And that was my ended up being my first club gig. And and the I was, name and of I was, the club. I ended up at the Toucan Lounge in Toucan Melbourne. Toucan Lounge. For, it was it was the uh, shout out Toucan Lounge. Bar. At the Melbourne Rialto Hilton in Melbourne, Florida. Ah. Shout out sports bar at the Melbourne yeah. Rialto Hilton. <laughs> yes. right. It's now an office complex. Ah. Shout out office complex. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and so I, just, I built rockets by day and I DJed by night. And Yeah, uh, so you're working at NASA. After graduate, yep. And starting to do this thing called DJing. Yep. And then, so what happens, like, how does that graduate into producing beats and uh, all that good stuff? Well, I eventually left the Space Center and uh, went on my own. Well, hold on. You just left NASA? I mean, Uh, yeah. 
I yeah. did. I did. I uh, did 26 launches with them, and it was great. And, yeah. Um, decided to hit the road as a DJ. So yeah. start traveling the world. Well, so, but I mean, there's a an area of where it goes from from DJing to then producing, right? Sure. Uh, that, yeah. That followed a couple years later. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And because uh, uh, my I bought a house in Orlando, and my room, uh, the guy that became my roommate, Chris Ann, moved in. And ah, uh, shout out Chris Ann. Yeah, of course, DJ Nightlife. Yeah, yeah. Nightlife Records. Yeah, dude. Yeah, and uh, he had a studio, which is basically a 16 channel Yamaha board, a Kurtzel K2000, a Juno, GH3P. And I think that's about it. Right. And uh, we just started messing around with some tracks and beats, and eventually we, we wrote Yummy. Yeah. Which came out in 95. Right. And that was one of your bigger records, that I That was say? the biggest one, yeah. The biggest one? I, yep. And it was self-produced shot, on your shot, label? Yep. Shot the load on the biggest, on the first one. Right. Well, <laughs> Remixed hey, over and good. over again, too. But, but, <laughs> yeah. but no, that track was, uh, and it was on your own label, which is Mothers Against uh, well, yeah, was, Math Dap or something like that? Well, no, this one came out on Nightlife, but eventually oh, okay. we, we diverged into uh, Nightlife and Math Dap. But yeah, Math Dap, Mothers Against Fat Drunk DJs and Producers. Oh, there you go. That's easy. <laughs> That's and our logo was remember. a martini glass. Right. <laughs> the, the, the easiest uh, logo to remember. Yes. I mean, or, or anagram to remember. Yes. Or whatever. But, okay, so, like, uh, you know, I always like to say, that, like, talk about, like, a crazy story. And, you know, I mean, I've had tons, like, flying and stuff like that. And uh, I, I know I was, uh, I kind of said, hey, dude, get a 90s Andy Hughes autobiographical crazy story. So I'm looking forward to this. Okay. Well, mm. I, not, not, I mean, a bunch of, uh, well, CD things happen I could discuss, but probably not. But I think the best thing that, that was is the, <laughs> one of the best... <laughs> Shout out CD things. CD things, yes. You know, of course, this is the money. Anyhow, um, uh, 1996, it was August, um, uh, Poughkeepsie, New York. Okay. Poughkeepsie. Poughkeepsie. I get to the hotel, and uh, they say, don't leave the hotel. It's super dangerous outside, bad neighborhood. <laughs> but we're going to come get you at 4.30. <laughs> at 4.30 in the morning. In the morning. Right. Yeah. Like, All okay. right. So I ordered a hamburger, went to sleep, watched some. You know, um, forensic files. You know, it's did, my, did, still, still my hotel go? Did they have? Hold on. Did <laughs> they? Files. Did they have room service at the hotel? They sure did. It was a nice. Oh hotel. wow! So it's yeah. a nice. This hotel. was it's the not, first days of investigation it's not, discovery. It's yeah. not, it, but it wasn't like a red roof inn, dude. No, like this where, is a legit, like a real nice hotel. Because I've stayed in a red roof inn, dude, mm -hmm. where they actually had instead of candy in their machine, they actually had novels, like paperback <laughs> novels in the candy machine, that. and then also I went to go use the iron and the iron i kid you not had blood on it dude <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i go okay i'm going wrinkles tonight <laughs> you know but anyway yeah no, i have a I, I think i stayed at the same hotel yeah right yeah. Yeah. i've been there everybody's been to the, that the old uh, the two and a half star on the yeah, on hot it, wire dude, worst dude, western one worst yeah, western, worst western. Yeah. There you get go. some hotel five not on your <laughs> yeah. shout out budget switch slash relapse yes <laughs> but yeah anyhow so uh i got ready i woke up after a little nav got ready and then they didn't come get me and i'm like shit and I was, and I actually have performance anxiety when I before I spin. And I'm like, uh, maybe they're just not going to get me. Fuck, it's canceled. Whatever. Because right. I got paid anyways. It's like screw it. Right. And um, so I'm like, all right, just go back to bed. And then all of a sudden, like five thirty in the morning, it's like, 
pounding on my door like Dude, right. you got to you're on in half an hour you get you know come right you know, we're super late and um, I, i'm getting already and grabbing my my you know i had one of those the boxes the flight case the, the flight anvil, case. The anvil yes. case is I, what i call it and it yeah. had the little uh the wheels for the you know i bungee corded it onto the wheels yeah you, know, cords, you and bungee you and bungee cord yeah, we cross paths a lot <laughs> right <laughs> and uh and so we're tearing ass down the highway to this thing and we and we started going out at out into this country almost, and then we stop, and and the and we just have to start hiking off this trail, which rendered my wheels useless. Yeah, and uh, we're going and going and going, and I start seeing ravers and ravers, and the sun's coming up, and, and it's like, what the hell's going on here? And I come up to the side of this mountain, I start to hear the music now, and there's like mm-hmm. this fog machine smoke coming out of these two nostrils on the side of the mountain, and that's the entrance to this cave where the party is. Right. What? Yeah, and it, and so I walk inside, and all of a sudden the walls are like forty feet high. It's a giant cavern, and and this is the place they hollowed out to get the stone for the Brooklyn Bridge. Oh, and holy crap, crap, man! So and, was it was it free of stalactites was, and stalagmites because that, it had been excavated, or yeah, it was solid okay. rock. There's okay. nothing leaking in there, right? But I guess they dug and dug and dug until they struck water, and so there was there was a, a little just canal. There's people canoeing in this, going into little. Their caverns and stuff, <laughs> right? And the DJ booth was on the water. We we're on a dock on the water at the Holy bottom of crap. this thing. So you stand in the booth and you look up and you see all the people, and there's like three thousand people in there, right? And I got to close the, the show. Fuck? Wow! It was it was absolutely amazing. It was one of the greatest experiences ever, and I just. It was just cool. And I think it was called Perpetual Motion, if mm-hmm. I'm correct. But we always we nicknamed it Raven in a Cave. Raven yeah. in a Cave. And it's like, like it. Nigel Richards, Frankie Bones. Mm-hmm. All, yeah, it's all a bunch of New Yorkers except for me. Yeah. And it was really cool. This, they're talking about doing a documentary on it, which would be fun. Oh, that Fuck would yeah. be cool. Yeah. That would be totally cool. I still talk to Nigel Richards. So, yeah? yeah. Oh, so cool. Shout out 611. Yeah. Shout out, dude. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, but the, yeah, that's cool. So, did you uh, did, and did you ever run into anybody famous on the road, like while you were flying or anything like that? Uh, Don Knotts. I sat next to him. <laughs> that's <great>. uh, <laughs> dude, let's hear the Don Knotts story. I sat next dude. to him on uh, in first class, flying out of Atlanta, and um, I'm actually. Dude, fan was of he his. Come, Was he just leaving Mayberry RFD? I mm. believe so. <laughs> he he was. Uh, were you, and you were in the seat next to him. Yeah. Huh? Yep. Oh, and shit, so dude. we got to talk about like how he got started on radio and uh, the advent of television. Oh shit! He started talking old school like. Oh, va- I va- asked him vaudeville. I asked. Oh yeah, no, I asked him. I got started. Yeah. Exactly, and um, uh, he signed my ticket for me. Uh, oh hell so yeah, that. dude! Yeah, so that's probably the biggest, biggest one I met. Did you get? Did you do one of those? Do you know who you are, man? <laughs> like, well, I start naming all the stuff, and he started naming things that I forgot about, like you know, like Three's Company. I wasn't really a big fan of that, but oh, he yeah. was on there. But, yeah, but he was in the movie Pleasantville, which had just come out. I oh, think, I love like yeah, that. That's a great movie. He's banging on the inside of the TV. Yeah, like, twerp. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny, but I met, dude. Uh, Stephen Baldwin. He came. I was DJing at Firestone when he came up. And, Okay. Said hi. Yeah. There would be random people. Like when I'd be in a, yeah. uh, like Orlando, it would all of a sudden, um, I was like at, uh, what was the place? Uh, was it Lasers or where they had the after hours? Dan used to book it. Uh, oh, oh. Uh, it was the after hours. I can't. 
I can't even think of what it is, but we Name will. escapes me. Yeah, but but anyway, it was that club where Dan, who always wear like the seventies tour jacket. Oh yeah, like he looked like he was in a <laughs> it was straight out of the seventies yeah. with the indoor outdoor shades. Yeah, but he would he would uh, he would book me there, and it would just all of a sudden, oh, there's Jerry Rice, dude, and he <laughs> just he just won the Super Bowl, and there's yeah. Jerry Rice at four a.m. in Orlando, Florida. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of people, a lot of tourists there, a lot of conventions, and yeah. just, you know, just people, there's always somebody around, it seems. Yeah. So that's crazy. So, okay, so then, like, let's get to, like, okay, so we have that discussion about, you know, like, I'm, I'm over there, you know, like I said, glowing like a noob as far as, you know, being sober, and I'm like, it's the greatest thing I've ever done, and blah, blah, blah. And so you, you decide, I mean, I don't know if I made you decide or helped you no. or whatever, but did you, I mean, maybe inspired, maybe inspired. Well, like I like I we started to talk about earlier. I ended up in the hospital with pancreatitis, which is basically you piss off your pancreas and it says, fuck you. And, uh, you're going to be sitting in the hospital for five days. Right. Uh, while they put you on a morphine drip and they starve you to death basically because you have to put your pancreas to sleep while it recovers. It's basically the only way for it to recover. And, uh, the biggest trigger for that is alcohol. Ah, so, surprise. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, at that point I was drinking a lot. Yeah, and um, I remember I, I listened to the most recent of your episodes here, and one of the things that one of you guys said during that was I could just hadn't become fun anymore, and it really uh, wasn't, you know. Well, because I mean, you probably like myself had started probably quite early, and there was no shortage of alcohol where we were. Never, you know, it was like a. It, I always call it like an occupational hazard. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, with course, DJ, with clubs. DJing, oh, you really should have seen Kelly's freezer with all the fucking water bottles full of vodka. For yeah, real, I was good, dude. I, he I was had a, he was solid, and I had yeah. There was never a moment when I did not have it. I never. I always had a backup plan. Of dude. course, I was getting high in his bathroom, being yeah. like, "Wow, he's a real we alcoholic." Were, we were we were we were <laughs> working. No, yeah, get this, dude. We were working on tracks while he's and you know I'm like, if Chad's in there over five minutes in the bathroom, we know what's yeah. up. We know what's up and then I, I i didn't give two shits because i was just you know it was cocktail hour and yep. time. by the way working time. on tracks meant like kelly coming up and be like what do how do i do that and then, and then i show him how to do it five minutes later i get or 45 minutes later yeah. i get back from the bathroom he's like i forget how you told me to do that and i'm just like god damn it because i'm so i'm yeah, all pissed off because i'm yeah, on opiates oh yeah because chad because chad was such a he had such a business demeanor yeah. while we were in the studio <laughs> yeah, <dude>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's making fun of me dude anyway i was yeah. out but, there dude but so yeah, so uh, you know, I after spent the five days in there and uh, figured, well, I got five days in my belt. Let's make it a week. Yeah, you know, and then uh, let's make it a, make it two weeks. Okay. And I remember I saw my doctor had a physical and told him what was going on. He's like, "Well, why don't you make it three weeks?" I'm like, "Right." Why don't you do that? And all of a sudden, before he knew it, a month had gone by. Then. So maybe I'll make it two months and then two months. Right. And so your levels started going down and like Oh man. Yeah, I I remember the I went and asked he asked my doctor to redraw my blood work for the physical and all this shit had changed. Right. Mm -hmm. like it's amazing how like short of a window you're like if you just give about, yourself yeah, yeah. About three weeks. Wow. And, and but and uh you know, I started feeling better. Eventually, ended up losing 32 pounds. Yeah. Blah blah blah. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I made it a year. 
Yeah. Well, and, and that's crazy, but like, you know, and I also tell, you know, in my story, just in the time that I was in rehab for that 30 days, uh, you know, I was full-blown diabetic, but then I, I actually got to wean off of insulin oh, while wow. it, in that 30-day window. So, you know, I mean, if somebody is out there that they think they're, you know, maybe drinking a little too much or just tired of it, man, I mean, give it a 30-day shot, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's worth it to me. Sure. I mean, you know? Well, the, with the insulin, because, you know, alcohol turns into sugar. Yeah. It digests into sugar, which then turns into carbohydrates and then turns into fat. Right. Which is what we get all. Yeah. Which is, you get the Elvis bloat. Yeah. Right, Jeff? For sure. Hey, hey the Elvis hey. bloat. Uh, but, okay, but see, but then I like this. I like the fact that you set yourself a goal of, like, a year. And if you could make it, you know, a year, and, and it was just a goal, and then now you went back to, quote, unquote, socially drinking. Sure. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I wanted to do everything that I did while I was drinking. I wanted to do it sober. Uh-huh. So I wanted a sober Christmas. I wanted a sober New Year's Eve. I wanted a sober birthday. I wanted to cut my grass sober. I wanted to have a gig sober, DJ mm-hmm. sober, which then never did that before. Right. Uh, wanted to ride yeah. a track sober. Wanted to work on my car sober. You know. Right. Wanted to meet a chick sober. Just you know, everything that I because you know, and sort of realizes how much alcohol did consume my life. You know, I never really drank during the day. Right. I never drank while I was working. But as soon as I was done with my responsibilities, yeah, you know. It yeah. was, yeah, it was five o'clock and time, you yeah. know, time to go. But I mean, it's funny because, and I, and I say this all the time, it, it is the ultimate slow play. Alcohol, you don't realize how much it's affecting you. And then all of a sudden, you're in the hospital for pancreatitis. Yeah. You yep. know what I mean? Yep. And you don't realize that. And then, I mean, of course, for me, it was a little more extreme, but just something like that. Sure. And then so, so you quit, like, for what? Like, uh, you know, you make it a year. And then now you, I know you just recently, because I was going to have him on the show, and he goes, well, I don't think you me on the show anymore uh, because I went back to drinking or I started you know I had a couple of drinks here and there and I'm like no dude I mean I think this is compelling that you know you just set a goal and you reach this goal and now you're going out to try to you know navigate it or dial it back so basically you're my litmus test ah. <laughs> well, well so if you can successfully navigate now I'm just well, I mean he is a rocket scientist do you yeah. know what I mean well uh, thank you um, yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's just it, you know a lot of it uh, was confidence building because uh-huh. especially in social situations uh, where you just like oh well you know might as get a drink you know and it was hard to mm-hmm. go into a bar while I was sober and, you know, especially with the old monk right down the street, I think it took me three mm-hmm. months to get down there. Right. And then it was awkward when I was there. But after a while, it was like, there's no big deal. Just right. Just go in there. I can go hang out with my buddies and have brunch. And I definitely enjoyed the $14 bar tab that I got. Oh, yeah. yeah it's sure. much better. Instead of the $80 bar just tab. Just pay for food. Yeah. Right. Food and my Diet Coke. There's that part. Yep. Yeah. Um, you had the bank account swelled, too. That was yeah. good. But, uh it, 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 and the confidence that I can do it again, like, just, just say, well, I got a busy week this week. I'm just not going to drink this week. And just don't. You know? Right. It's, it did change my habits. It it does. It did. It does allow me to not immediately grab for the bottle of Jameson, you know? Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's, it, it, it did. It allows a lot of the rethinking of just my everyday life, uh, I think I accomplished. Right. 
Yeah, 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 no, no, and it gives yeah. you a better, maybe a perspective, uh, but I also like the part where you started operating outside of your comfort zone, where you had all these first. Oh, yeah. You know, like that, I think that's a big thing to do, is when you're a heavy user or a heavy drinker, is to just walk away, you know, or try to try to do these things, you know, sober, and, and it's okay it's not going to feel the greatest or you might feel some social anxiety towards it, but it's okay to sit through that. And you know what? You're going to make it out, you know? Yeah. You know, it's, and it's character building. Yeah. And, and once you get into it and once you start, you know, checking the boxes of the stuff that you've accomplished, it's like, you might as well keep going, you know, cause, cause my, my, the, the pancreatitis happened in May and my birthday's in April. So it's like, well, I need, you know, I've done, I already done a sober New Year's. I've done a sober Christmas. When's your birthday? April 18th. Oh, we're close, dude. 20 <laughs> Shout out April 18th. DJ and you's birthday, a- national holiday. April 22nd. Nice. Yeah, so whatever. We're close. Yeah. Yeah. 22nd's cool. You just but... missed Aries. Sorry. Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, so I figured, I, you know, the last thing on my list was my birthday. So it's like, I, well, I, I got to keep going until right. till the anniversary at least. And then, mm-hmm. So yeah, and it's uh, it, it 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 went by quicker than I thought. Yeah, the hardest time was Friday nights. That was the one time where I was really like, man, I really like a drink for tonight. Uh-huh. And, and then, but did you and get, how about DJing though? That's when I find it or found it the toughest to like, you know, do. Uh, I would sure love to have a beer or tailgate. Well, it's you know. it's. Um, the DJing got better. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> the DJing got better. Right. It mm. got better. Mm. Um, uh, n- the first sober gig was in June last year, so I was nervous as fuck. Right. Yeah. It was at Ace Cafe in Orlando. Oh yeah. And I, was, I, th- well, I think I was playing it with you. Uh, uh, maybe. Think so. Yeah. It could be. It was. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I was just nervous. It was the first time DJing without a drink. Yeah. You know, had had barely been. Sober a month. Yeah, well, it's you like don't know a, if you're going to be able to do it, and then you get out there, and it's. Well, I was determined to do it, and yeah. um, but, but it was just, <laughs> dude. Yeah. He's a rocket scientist, dude. He's <laughs> gonna fucking, he's gonna DJ. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. But uh, you know, it's just uh, you're used to that crutch. Yeah, used to that feeling. Absolutely, the social crutch. Social crutch. Yeah. You're used to that. Which you know, later learned that you know you don't need it, right? No, you know. Well, and, and I like it because I think you almost did it as it almost seemed like it was a science experiment on yourself, you know, or a so a social experiment on yourself, or, or and or health as well. Uh, all the above. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was interesting. It was, yeah, it was. Um, it was good. I'm glad I did it. And I got a question. Like, so if anybody's out there wanting to try sobriety, anything you would recommend besides having pancreatitis? <laughs> you know, That's a hard road to go down. Um, did you do any step work or anything? Or did no. you do anything? You just straight up quit. I just quit. Yeah. yeah. yeah I just quit. I didn't go to any meetings or anything. Right. Um, I wanted to go to that one meeting that the, the piece people you suggested. The skate, skate straight? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that sounded like fun, but I never, I never made it. Right. Um, but uh, no, I just, I just, I just stopped. Right. The sheer willpower. Yeah. All right. And I got to add. With a little dash of terror from the pancreatitis. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, what? Okay. So I got to ask, what was your first drink back? Uh, Did you at least do it right? No, I think it was a ranch water. <laughs> no. It was a white claw. Yeah. It was a bungee cord. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. bungee beer. No, it was nothing fantastic. There's, there's no been. Uh, no, 
No. No. no just water. A ranch water. I don't, I don't know even what know ranch, what that is. I don't even know what it's, ranch water is. I assumed is. it had something to do with bungee cords. It's, uh, <laughs> it's the flavored. It's, it's like the flavored seltzers just, you know, oh, that they have uh, now. Okay. Uh, I got Topo you. Chico. I yeah. like Xanax bars and White Claws. <laughs> yeah, yes. right. Exactly. I know her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We all do. Right. I don't yeah. take Xanax. I just take bars. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> the whole thing. There you go. <laughs> well, so did, uh, let's pass it around. Like, uh, did you have any questions for Andy? Uh, yeah, like, dude. So yeah. I see you got your Twitch channel up. Is that something that you do on like a regular on basis? Funny you ask. Yes. Um, Thursday and Sundays, 7 p.m. Central. I'm you spit. Doing it. Yes. All vinyl? Yeah. All vinyl. You were yeah, doing that dude. shit before, too. Like when we hung out. Yeah. You were doing some sort of live that was streaming. Like the cor- that was started during the, the quarantine. Yeah. yeah, doing uh, doing the quarantine streams and because uh, yeah. you and me hung out right before COVID fucking happened. Right, that was when yeah. that happened. Yeah. And you decided like, hey, it was a good idea to like let me borrow like a piece of equipment, which you know <laughs> you still have. Yeah, Possibly. which I really oh, still. I mean, it's somewhere yeah. under a fake name at a pawn shop. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> what? Wow. So, so what? Was I, I will put that back into the universe. What, uh, I will give. I will do something about that. What, so that's, what, that's, what? That was, what was on my the, long list. Of what, was the, what, you, what was the? What was it? It was uh, a machine. Micro, yeah, because well, he he didn't right. use it anymore, and I was like, hey, like that's really cool. And you were like, hey, well, like I'm in a great mood. Like you seem like a cool dude. You haven't been in my bathroom for longer than like five minutes at a time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, obviously, you don't have a drug problem. You have long hair, and you just look like you're fucking fifty. <laughs> did you ever use it? Uh, uh, yes, I did use it absolutely. But and then the software wouldn't register or whatever. So we were in correspondence about that because you would right. have had to like unregister it for yourself or whatever. Right. And then, like, you know, like, I got dope sick and was like, what's mm, up, dude? I got dope sick and, yep. and prison. Uh, and, and yeah, and then all the so. other shit happened. But <laughs> right. I, I want to go on Your, your record. excuse for not calling me back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so we, we tried to meet up several times. And then, like, one, like, a couple times, like, you had something pop up or whatever yeah. was going on. I'm going to blame it on you. You know what I mean? It <laughs> yeah. wasn't the fact that I was, like, a hopeless fucking heroin and cocaine addict. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah, we were trying to meet up because... He has like an absolutely fantastic fucking like fan fucking tastic yeah, studio, studio in his house. But yeah, let's give that. Let's go ahead and give that address a shout out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. What's up? It's the big ass house yeah. somewhere right. down in those streets that yes. they talk about with all the bars right. because they're uptown nerds. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Or Lower Greenville, whatever the fuck you yeah. want to call it. Some right. area in Dallas that's too fancy for me. <laughs> um, I'm more of a Northwest Highway kind of cat. You Same. know what I'm saying? Same. That's all right. Uh, but. Yeah, he has an absolute fantastic fucking studio. Yeah, it's cool. House. It's a little museum esque, yeah. and uh, yeah. a lot of, lot of like, really galore. cool pieces. Uh, oh yeah, we forgot to. You know what? We could probably do in post. Throw up some pictures of it. Yeah, Absolutely, that'd be awesome. Because it is fucking gnarly. Yeah, it is gnarly, and it is fabulous. And uh, you know that Roland Aria, the fucking uh, oh yeah, the System Eight. Yeah, the the System Eight you have. Yeah. Uh, the you had a profit right. Yeah, that's gone actually into the shop to get rebuilt. That thing was on its last leg. Yeah, a that's funny because I'm on my last leg. Yeah, are we talking so that's like perfect. Lee, are Lee Coombs? Uh, no, this is actually from Bob Day. I do have some Lee Coombs keyboards, though. I have a yeah. JX3P with a controller and um, 
uh, Virus KB. Uh huh. Yeah, that thing and was fucking gnarly, dude. dude. That makes some great sounds. Incredible soundscape. <laughs> you know, because you know, everyone's like analog modeling. You're like, oh, it's got to sound like analog. It's like, you know, we got the Juno, we got all those other things, so that's good. But I want a keyboard that sounds unusual. It absolutely, like, you know, unusual. makes makes sounds that aren't from this planet. So well, yes. that, yeah. and that's when I fell in yeah. love with like the Nord too. Yeah. And now yeah. that now that we've turned yes. this recovery show into gear shop. Yeah, dude. <laughs> into gear talk. Talk but, fucking shop. Yeah. But yeah, no. Um, but so. Like, would you, I mean, for somebody out there maybe flirting with quitting drinking or or if they think they might have a problem, what would you recommend um, them doing? You know, uh, like... I mean, well, I'll tell you what doesn't work. It's uh -huh. like, well, I just won't drink during the week and uh, start uh -huh. the weekend. So, or maybe I just won't weekend drink two nights, days. but I'll drink on Thursday. That doesn't work. Right. If you're going to stop, stop. And, yeah. And and believe me, you'll make it through it. And don't go social media on it right away until you I never posted it on social media. Yeah. You just I, did it. I just, wanted to, yeah. but I wanted to have like a, a big benchmark, like, hey, I've been, you know, like I'm, I'm going to do it after a month. And that's right. I just get forgetting because, I mean, time flew by. Right. Hey, speaking of that, let me hit our sponsors real quick. Uh, we've got uh, old Max the Axe. Uh, he is a Lone Star. <laughs> yeah. Lone Star injury attorneys uh, for all your personal injury needs. Uh, you can actually go to thispinklawyer.com and uh, it will go to their website and he practices personal injury law in Texas. He practices and, what he preaches for And real. California and he's a legit dude. He's been on the episodes. He was on Chad's episode a few yep, weeks back. I heard that. Yep. So be sure Sound and like check. Nice be sure and go back and check out Chad's episode. It was insane. Um, and then also we have. There Nerf. is no machine micro in that episode. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, and then we also have Neuroglo and NeuroGlow is actually a ketamine infusion uh, treatment center where they do, uh, they actually microdose uh, ketamine and it helps with PTSD, uh, trauma, and they also see that they have some results to people that are treatment resistant uh, as far as the typical uh, recovery routes. Um, but if you go to neuroglow.com, and that is N E U R O glow.com, and uh, you know, who knows, it might help you out. And it's not Never like know. glow, like the kids spell it, like G-L-O. It's yeah. G-L-O-W. Exactly. So, Legit glow. Yeah, like because it. we have Legit so many glow. like 19-year-olds listening to this podcast. <laughs> right. They'll never, right. They'll never find it. Yeah. yeah they, exactly. they don't need it anyways. Yeah. Not yet. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, other than that, man, I mean, uh, you know, I know you've got to have like some other crazy like story because I, I, I'm not just oh. happy with the Don Knotts, dude. Who else? Who else Come famous? On. Give me another. Okay, so Stephen Baldwin. I don't know. I met John Denver on a plane when I was a kid. Wow. <laughs> John Denver's full of shit, man. John, John Denver. Rocky Mountain okay. High, my yeah. ass. What did he tell you? Uh, I, just, I, would just, I just said, oh my God, John Denver. <laughs> Coming back from Colorado. Uh, crazy stories. I don't know. Just I mean, there's so many raves and stuff we did that kind of all blur together. And, yeah. You know, and but. it's so funny because, like, actually, the first time like that I was in, it was okay, Mike and Charlie. So, Charlie from, uh, they were in. Uh, in Sarasota, right? Yeah, yeah. And I had played the club called In Extremis yeah. on that Thursday. It yeah. just sounds like a fucking awesome place. It, it was. It was, it it was, was great. Absolutely. It 
Sounds like it a was awesome. It like was a, fantastic. But I remember I played there, and then they were like, "Well, why why you're here? You'll play Sarasota, and then we'll have you in uh, Tampa." The next night, which was Hammerjacks. Yeah. Okay. And Hammerjacks is world famous. Oh boy. Oh yeah, big time. <laughs> and I remember, I remember getting there, and uh, I'm like, they're like, uh, uh, what time do I play? And they were like six, and I was like. Well, like six in the afternoon, do I play like a happy hour or like? And they're like, they're not, no, six a.m. And then I go, I go, uh, oh, am I closing the party? And they're like, no, dude, that's prime time. It was bro. for sure. And I'm like, oh, so six a.m. And all yeah. right, there we go. I've had several of those. You get to the party, it's like, yeah, you're at six. It's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's twelve thirty now. <laughs> yeah, typical logic would not think that right. that would be a great time. Yeah, and but. the the fucking raves that you guys were doing like are like everything that these festivals and shit are not. This is like the fucking. This is like warehouses. This is like where everything got its birthplace. Really, like in the in the fucking industry. And the things that like people wish they were still fucking doing. Well, I mean, I'm oh. sure you can still find a shady party. Yeah, yeah you know, but like the shady, fucking this is like warehouse. this is in the heat of the fucking moment that yeah. you guys were doing this shit and still do it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But things are just very different than they used to be. I I fucking wish to God I could have gone to some of those fucking parties. Oh man, been a fly on that wall. It was you know what I it mean? It was good times. Los it Angeles was... in the '90s, where the warehouses get raided and you got to grab your records and go. Uh, yeah, yeah, see that kind of shit. Or, or the or the I let, we were talking about this a couple weeks ago. Uh, the map point parties. Oh yeah, you know, or where yeah. they or I had one party where they would go and they would pick pick up the people from a location in the back of a moving van <laughs> and take those thirty people not seated or strapped down in a bus in the Ugh. back of a moving van <laughs> and take them to the scene. So. The bat cave. Yeah, exactly. Probably something like that. Or they right. have like a hotline and you call it when you get to like the 7-Eleven or whatever. Yeah. And you call oh, that yeah. And yeah. Somebody will come yeah. and tell you. Yeah, like the, the mystery wants. fucking yeah. parties and shit. Yeah, there'd be a dude sitting there in a chair with yeah. a flyer listening to the radio. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Some you're sketchy right. looking dude. <laughs> Talking yeah. about vinyl, it's like you still have a pretty big vinyl collection, huh? Oh, God. Oh, yeah. yeah. We And we're going to have to throw up a picture of that because I can do that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was listening to the things the other week, and the guy said, yeah, I got like 10,000 records. I'm like, I feel so sorry for him. And then I'm like, oh, no, I got more. <laughs> yeah, no, you have like, what, 15? I lost count at 15,000. Yeah, but you probably like assumed other people's collection as well, right? Uh, I did. Like uh, Def Jeff, he got his records? Or, no, uh, no, back in the early 2000s when I was going to appraiser school, uh-huh. uh, and my wife was going to paralegal school, we actually bought and sold record collections from people and uh-huh. sold them on eBay. Yeah. And uh, I got to, of course, get to keep what I want to keep, but there were times we'd have like 30, 40 crates of records in the house. Yeah. And uh, yeah, did that, and then and I'd sell some stuff. I was a Billboard reporter for a while, so I got a lot of that oh, really got... wonderful Latin stuff. And oh yeah, 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 yeah. One record out of a thousand is playable, right? But uh, you know, there's, I, there was there was actually met some good friends doing that. I just sell boxes of records for fifty bucks on eBay. Yeah. And just Frankie Bones does it, man. Yeah, Frankie Bones will meet you out in in Washington Square <laughs> Park, at Washington yeah. Square Park with a bag of records for a hundred bucks. Yeah, I yeah. yeah I I love Frankie Bones. Yeah, he's great. But uh, yeah, he actually when I went to New York, uh, it was in the late nineties. I remember he took me around to some other record stores and. Uh-huh. Actually, had to go and get knee pads because you know you're in the basement of the store on your hands and knees digging through these records yeah. the oh, entire yeah, day right. and just you know you're 
you're blowing your nose and it's coming out brown uh, from all oh, yeah. dust and mm. you're like and yeah. your hands are torn up and you just you smell just like digging like rotten like rotten basement yeah you know dead sure. rats hey what about your first album you said you you were like four or five <laughs> got your first record what was that record yeah I'll, what was the first Andy I'll Hughes never, record I'll never tell mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I'll tell you like the second or third one I bought though it's okay. uh let's see uh David Ansel Collins Double Barrel <laughs> no idea <laughs> yeah well hey uh, it was 1969 1970 I think right. and um it turns out that the drummer of one of the guys from Sly and Robbie was on there. It was right. the first time he was recorded. He was a kid, and um, I don't. It was. It's classified as reggae, which is. Like I said now I listen to it, but you know I got on Discogs and said, yeah. yeah, it's reggae. And like right, well, my first record is reggae. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you my first twelve inch I bought was obviously Sugar Hill Gang, Rapper's Delight. Oh, of course. Because that's the only format it really came on. I guess it came on on 45, but mine was, the seminal change was Kraftwerk Tour de France. Ooh, oh, yeah. Wow. Tour de France, dude. Didn't we and just, I was like, that's... Yeah, we just yeah. borrowed something. We just borrowed something from those some guys. Some pieces, yeah. yeah. But yeah. like, that was, Kraftwerk. that was the seminal record that changed it all for but, me. Yeah, for, for me, it was... Uh, what was Kraftwerk? It was 81 when I bought uh, the Numbers. Numbers, in yeah. Computer World. Actually, it's the German guy, which is called Numerin. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, because before that, like, I hadn't heard Depeche Mode yet and, and stuff. It was just barely getting It all started kind of happening at the same time. And yeah. then it was just like, I can mix these together. Yeah. Well, it wasn't even that. It was just like I was so burned out on Led Zeppelin and The Who and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And, you know, the you know Van Halen had already gone downhill in my mind. And, right. You know, it's just, it, it, see, it, I don't know if it's, it's agree or disagree. So at the beginning of every decade, it seems like there's an exciting time in music. And the end of every decade, it seems like it gets kind of stretched out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? And so this is the end of the 70s. That may be the wisest thing I've ever heard anybody no, say. No, the end of the 70s was great because it was disco, dude. Disco well, was Disco, I was into and disco. The, and, the, and the urban cowboy was kicking too. Yeah, know? I was I was so, into disco, but yeah. but but Kraftwerk was like it was that numbers thing was like just what the fuck, yeah, what the fuck is this? Yeah, that changed everything. Yeah, that was my introduction to you know a twelve inch of uh, electronic music. You know, nightclub music, uh, just like the whole world just sort of opened up. And that is where... And I so I was like, I need more records like this. Right, yeah. And then, like, it inspired us because, I mean, to me, it's kind of breakbeat. So, you know, kind of inspired us to... Yeah. Do that. Yeah. yeah. And I got sure. then I got a copy of uh, Depeche Mode. Just can't get enough. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it was off to the races. It, it started all like that. Yeah. And well, cool. I think we got to everything. Anybody else got any questions? You got questions, John? Yeah. When the fuck can we get back and start making some more shit? Mm. Like for real, because I'd love to. I, that's that's something we absolutely need to do. Like the three of us together, okay. or me I'm separately, sure. because I'm way cooler than him. Just, yeah, he can come. Elvis can, can come. Everybody. You know what I mean? I'm right. a big Elvis fan. So yeah, yeah there you go. Because uh, like his ideas like are so they're so different than like anything that I. I really cuz there's it's just more of like that that laid back like that that real it's more like and he hold on it's Chad's really hard to hold on hold on Chad, Chad's get, Chad's getting ready to go under the table dude <laughs> so if you want to go ahead and unzip dude yeah <laughs> no it's it's uh, it's it's just real like like very heavy it, instead of melody man it's just like it's just feeling you know what i mean like you have a very different vibe that you that you bring forward because I'm more like this new school shit 
And I, I you're I, making Andy look know. constipated, dude. It's it's fucking. <laughs> no, like, it's just very. It's very. Uh, uh, intriguing and uh, what's the word when I'm, uh, I'm it, it's very inspiring for like in a different way for well, me well I was excited to work with you because you brought maybe you brought over a bunch of songs that, I don't know if you did them or you the songs you liked yeah it's and, songs that I did and yeah. they're still on my hard drive and um, fucking live dude they were great and uh, I was like I'm excited to work with you because like with the the, 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 the style of writing that I use with the the way that you write, uh, I think it would have come out with some pretty interesting stuff. Yeah, we had like it was like a ten minute long song that we just fucked around with. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it we got to a good point in that that was just fucking cool. Yeah, and it was just vibe the whole time. But yep. uh, yeah, we just never got a chance to do that again. So cool. Yeah. Well, now you do. Yeah, yeah. now you do. I love it. I love it. Ready. I love it. I'm absolutely ready. Yeah, dude. And I know you're in a kind of a hurry because you got to get out to Terrell and actually be yeah. a grown up, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, thanks for coming and hanging out My with pleasure. the kids. Thanks. Yeah. For, uh, and then, so any parting words for anybody that wants to try sobriety? I just try it. Do yeah, it. try yeah, it. Do it. Absolutely. I mean, because you did. Be there, like Nike. And is just there? Do it. Is there anything you regret from being sober for a year? Nothing. Okay. Nice. Well, and that's, that's those are words from a fucking rocket scientist, famous DJ, dude. That's what I'm saying, dude. There we go. If there's anybody you should listen to. It's probably that. Yeah. There's guy. nothing bad about it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, there we go. Good we stuff. got it, Good dude. Stuff. And Jeff, uh, we'll have you back on the show. I appreciate you coming out, sitting oh, in oh. with us, dude. Shout out on your Mantra Recovery shirt. Uh, Shout out Mantra yeah, Recovery. And, uh, and, uh, and also, in. yeah, if you didn't watch, uh, if you didn't see the episode last week, Mantra Recovery was on. That was great. We've got some good stuff coming up. Uh, thanks again for coming out, guys. Taking time out of your busy schedule to uh, you know help spread a little hope. In the universe. Yes. Absolutely. All right. Hey guys, Let's get well, these name tags on them real quick. There we go. They, oh yeah, and go ahead and your Twitch channel is what you're pushing. Maybe. Yeah, DJ Andy Hughes. So twitch.tv slash DJ Andy Hughes. I go on there uh, about four hours every Thursday and Sunday, seven p.m. Central. Yeah. Uh, and That's I, a fucking mix right there. And I do. I, I did seven hours one night because he just well, he's you, not really scheduled. So I just but I, I since I have subscribers now, I feel like I I owe them to be on. Right? Right. That's awesome. But uh, but I. Do all vinyl. I got the camera pointed down to the turntable. Yeah, so you worked on the camera angles and yep. working the kinks out, and now, and as a special request, I need you to be in a tank top next time. Okay. Hey. <laughs> yes. I'll be watching. I'm I got to pull out a wife beater for you. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, hey, dude, I appreciate you coming out, man. Hopefully, this helps some people to maybe just explore sobriety. Yeah. You know, we'll give see. it a shot. It yeah. won't hurt. Yeah, there you go. Love it. All right. Well, hey, remember, everybody, uh, you know, we're always on the YouTube channel. Subscribe there. And then all other major streams. And like it. And like yeah. and subscribe. There yeah. we go. And uh, also, we're on all other major major streaming platforms. You didn't plug the podcast in the beginning, dude. That's fucking awesome. Do you love that? That's that, that, that is spiritual after, growth right that there. Is dude. After, after the fact. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I uh, appreciate you guys coming out. And remember, kids. There is no magic pill for sobriety because if there was, we would all take too many.